Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. We just weren't consistent. We didn't really have a flow or rhythm throughout the game. Had some negative plays. Sputtered out a couple times. We had some explosive plays. We just didn't score enough points. Trubisky over the middle. It is caught for the touchdown. Anthony Miller having himself a day. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. You know, obviously not the outcome that we wanted. Um, the way that our guys fought back there at the end to give us a chance to win it was good. They just sent it up to Cohen, looking for some blockers. Tariq Cohen now is going to throw it backwards. Coming up to get it's Trubisky, making moves, still on his feet. This play is still going. Horstead's got it. Ball is loose on the ground, and it is ball game. The Packers will hang on and win it here in Lambeau. But obviously the outcome's not good. Got to pick up the pieces and then uh, get better. With WGN's Adam Hogue. That's the best in the city of Chicago. Phenomenally good. And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. Dude, you're the man. He's got got. He's a great man. It was tough, you know, again, we gave ourselves a shot. You know what I mean? That's not ideally how you want to try to come out with the victory. But we did give ourselves a shot. Here they are, the Adams. You know what? Kind of a bad for the horse. Hogan Johns. Oh, they were oh so close, Adam John. Oh, so very close, Adam Hogue. Kind of like their season. <laughs> Although, like Mitch Trubisky answered your question, also not really. Kind of a reach, Adam. Yeah. Kind of a reach, Adam. <laughs> um, okay, Mitch. Kind of a reach. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they were so close. But when you do add it all up, I mean, there's no way to break it down other than this was a disappointing, disappointing bear season. And you give them credit for fighting back today. But for two and a half quarters, pretty disappointing effort at Lambeau Field against your rival. And anytime you get swept by the Packers, uh, it's bad. But especially oh, real bad. But especially when you come into the season as the favored team, the team that's supposed to win the division. You know, in past years you got Aaron Rodgers going up against you know whoever, and you know the Bears aren't really good. This was different this year, and um, can't happen. Yeah, and even as we saw today, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still an outstanding quarterback, but he's not outstanding all the time anymore. There's a window that has been opened, but the Packers still continuously find ways to shut it. Winning ugly football games, and this time against the Bears. Yeah, at some point when you have 11 wins, I mean, you're a good team. But still, you watch this Packers team, and you're like, really? But hey, uh, they took it to the Bears there for a while, and it uh, required a comeback that almost happened, but didn't. And the Bears lose. They're now 7-7 seven and seven on the season. Two games to go. And while, as we're recording this, they're not officially eliminated from playoff contention, there's a good chance by the time you're listening to this, they are. I think the Vikings have a 15-point lead right now in the Chargers. I think, what's the playoff scenario? Just one of the two teams, yeah. the Vikings or the Rams, have to lose. The Cowboys, you're looking at it right now. What's the score, Adam? 31-7. to seven. 
I'll pounding you, the Rams. I'll give you credit for that. I think you're the only person in the world that thought the Cowboys could stick it to the Rams today. <laughs> no, no faith in the Rams here, but apparently too much faith in the Bears to, to, continue, their, to, to continue their momentum. Yeah, this was one. Um, if they had found a way to win, they, you know, they, well, whatever. That's the season, I guess. Uh, welcome in Hogan Johns from Lambeau Field, where the Bears lose 21-13. to They were down 21-3. to They tried to mount a comeback and nearly scored on the last play of regulation. We'll talk about that here. Uh, got some interesting, interesting comments from Mitchell Trubisky we need to talk about after the game. Follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Read our post-game thoughts and stories up at WGNRadio.com slash Bears and The Athletic, The Athletic app. It's also where you get our bonus podcast in the middle of the week, and we'll have another one of those for you this coming Tuesday. Please rate and review the podcast. Subscribe. Most importantly, tell a friend. We appreciate you listening. I know it's a painful, painful loss to the Green Bay Packers today. Where should we start? Hey, that voicemail line should be hot. Yes, so I should mention that. 312-222-5050. That's your voicemail line. Can we start with the quarterback? Like, I know everybody's going to focus on Jesper Horstead's failed pitch. The defense was horrendous in the third quarter. Absolutely pitiful in the third quarter. Tackle the guys. Come on. Yeah. And I get that Cordell Patterson, that was not a penalty. That was not – what's the um, – What's the? I, I'm blanking on the name. Help me out here, Mr. Referee. What? The Cordell Patterson's penalty. Yeah. Who called it? No. What was it called? What's the penalty called? Oh, a kick-catch interference. Kick-catch interference. Yes. Thank you, yeah. my friend. Um, That was not kick-catch interference. No. That was anything. That was a well-timed play by a Pro Bowl player uh, on special teams. Awful call. But to me, it all goes back to the quarterback. It has to go back to the quarterback. A lot of good and bad moments from him today. Yes, he gave you a chance kind of at the end. But his comments after the game again. Like, I think that's going to be the story beyond today. Get what I'm getting at? Yeah. Um, well, let's do this. Uh, I'll set them up and I'll play them for you here. This won't be all of Mitch. It's just going to be this, this kind of the snippet we want to talk about here. Um, but, look, this offense is was back to its disjointed self that we saw for most of the early parts of the season, early to mid, really until the last few weeks. Couldn't get in a rhythm early. Did not help that they couldn't run the football against a bad run defense. That's To me, that stands out kind of more than anything as a huge disappointment today. They should have had more success running the football, and they just weren't blocking up front. But there was also a weird... A couple different things were happening that were changes from the last... Well, we saw very clearly the Bears were doing more of those sugar huddles, no huddles. And a lot of times you saw Mitch with his hands up to his ears before the headset was shutting off because while once they got lined up, Nagy was calling the play. I mean, it was very college-esque where they all line up, then they look to the sideline for the new play or the adjusted play or whatever. That was going on a lot today. But then once they were running the plays... All of a sudden, a lot less of Mitch rolling out, a lot less screens. Lot, I mean, the things that we've seen in recent weeks that we always bring up like they help Mitch, but they also help the offensive line. So it was really interesting after the game when Mitch was asked about the Packers' pass rush and the job 
that the Packers did getting after him today. This was Mitch's response. Yeah, I felt like they were pretty good. They had a really good front. I thought like our O-line played really well. Um, I thought we could have took more pressure off them, uh, moving the pocket a little more and me me getting out. Um, but, yeah, they've done a great job of that all year long, and that's that's what they hang their hat on, and they did that today. And we just got to f- continue to find ways to take pressure off our O-line with a good pass rush like that, continue to mix it up, uh, whether it's at screens, running it, draws, all that kind of stuff that helps. Um, but, yeah, credit to them. They're good defense. So you're talking about by design. You could have maybe helped them. Could have done a lot of stuff, yeah. So on November 24th, the Bears defeated the Giants, I think it was 19-14. to A very unimpressive victory. But after that game, if you, if you go back to his comments, I wrote about this on The Athletic, Trubisky starts talking about going no huddle more. Wanting to change the launch points more. Wanting more play action more. Almost challenged his teammates a little bit, right? Do you remember that press conference? The Bears had won, but he was almost angry about how things played out. Yeah. Didn't, always, didn't play that well, but they still won. Didn't seem like a winning quarterback. I think that was actually my lead of that story. So flash forward to today. Very similar comments. You don't want to hear this stuff in Week 15, but... It, Look, I know Trubisky did not play well, at least not for the entirety of this game. Had his up and up and down moments. Had some great throws too. We should might add, but the you you mentioned how disconnected the offense felt, how discombobulated the offense felt. And I know it's multifaceted. You got so many backups playing right now, but like, where was the stuff that worked against the Cowboys? I I, I get that the Packers may have attacked you differently, but there was like none of it. Like, Trubisky's best throw was when he rolled right and threw back to his left, Anthony Miller. You need to do more of this. He's good at this stuff. Yeah, I mean, if it was just a matter of the Packers taking it away, then Trubisky wouldn't have said that after the game. To me, that was clearly him sticking up for himself. Yeah. Knowing... Probably sticking up for his offensive line a little bit. He knows there's two backups playing. But, But look, this is a big stretch of Trubisky's career here. And it's why I wrote this past week that even if the Bears get eliminated from the playoffs, which looks like it's probably happening today, these last couple games matter. By the way, NBC's still putting Bears Chiefs in Sunday Night Football. It's not getting flexed even though the Bears lost. So you got a big Mahomes-Trubisky matchup coming up on Sunday Night Football. And so Trubisky's, look, he's really aware that a lot of, that these games here are have a big impact on his future. And so if he feels like in this game he wasn't always put in the best position to succeed, is that fair? I think it's been a question people have asked about Matt Nagy and his play calling almost all year. So I look at him like he's sticking up for himself, and good for I him. I felt the same on November 24th. Yeah. Like he was stating his case for what he wanted this offense to be, what he felt could work. Look, in most cases, head coaches want some input from their quarterbacks. Right? Like I talked to Brian Billick uh, a week ago, and, and they talked about having like five or six plays, and eventually you want your quarterback to pick like two or three of the best ones. Because you can't always have an overload of play calls for a yeah. certain game. It just doesn't work that way. Players can't play fast that way. Your receivers who are still learning their jobs, like Riley Ridley and Javon Wims, can't play fast that way. Yeah. J.P. Holtz, Jesper Horsa can't play fast that way. Trubisky seems to sense things. What did he say later on? You know, I know everybody's going to write us off. I, I feel like he knows people are writing him off. 
Yeah, I he's, think he's that's... very aware of of what the conversation is about him right now and about the Bears' offense right now. Yeah, that comment about because uh, he did you didn't hear it there, but he did say, you, "I know you guys are going to continue to write me off or write us off." It was like, well, you could actually be eliminated from the playoffs. So that, but I that's why I think you're right. I think it was more about him, and he's just not going to use the word me in a team sense. But I think that's why he said that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I had better answers. Uh, looking forward to going back and watching this, but it did seem like Matt Nagy got away from some of the stuff that's worked really well in recent weeks. Now, early on in that game, I remember there was one play where Blake Martinez was like clearly spying Trubisky when he did try to run, and I thought there were moments in this game where Trubisky could have run. I don't know that he would have picked up a ton of yards, but like the plays last week where we saw him just kind of run for three, four, five yards and slide, there were some sometimes in this game where I thought he could do that and he said he tried to make a tough throw. And he didn't play... It wasn't horrendous. His great game. But he, I don't think he was horrendous either. He actually threw... There were several passes that were very impressive. You talk about, you know, we, we always kid around about throwing the ball through keyholes or whatever that saying is. Yeah. He had a few of those today. We were like, whoa. Yeah. And all of a sudden the reception is made. Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson turn up the field. He had a few good throws, but there was just something off has continued to be off, even though they had that great 4-1 stretch. I don't want to call it great. A productive 4-1 stretch where things seem to get better. Things have just continued to be off about this Bears offense. And I get it's multi-layered, but it still starts with the head coach and the quarterback. Yeah, a lot of this does. So uh, that was unfortunate. All right, some other things to get to. The, you, you mentioned the play early in the game where Cordero Patterson hits Tremont Williams in punt coverage. First of all, just another great play by Cordell Patterson, who's having an all-pro season as a gunner. As a special team overall, when you throw in that he leads the league in kick return yardage, too. But he's such a good gunner. And he gets down there, and he times it perfectly, and they throw a flag. You know, part of the problem here is that it seems like in today's NFL, it's a penalty if you have a big hit. That's just kind of what they've gone to. You can't hit somebody hard anymore. It's unfortunate. But they're trying to police the game. They're trying to make it safer. That was just a good play. Now, is it the reason... I feel like we see like plays made on that in three cone like every single week. But go, but go on. Yes. But the fact that the ball was loose and the Bears recovered. And instead of the Bears getting the ball in Packer territory early on in this game... The Packers get the ball in Bears territory. And the defense could have played better there and gotten a stop, but they didn't, and Aaron Rodgers goes up 7 nothing. This was not the, the reason why the Bears lost today, but it is a reason. Because, Did not help. Because we've seen it this season. The Bears and this offense, and I think it had a lot to do with what we just talked about with Nagy and Trubisky. This could have been a different game if the Bears are playing with a lead. Their offense could have looked a lot better than it did. Maybe Nagy plays it differently if they're not coming from behind. Everything's different if they have the lead. Now, there's no guarantee that they go down and score there if they get the ball, but they did have the momentum, and it was a big play. And for it to be taken away from such a horrible officiating mistake, it it was a huge play early on. It was an awful call awful call. I'm just... It can't... 
it would be wrong to like harp on it to the point where it's like blaming the game on that. You can't do that when it's so early. But it would also be wrong to completely ignore it like it didn't matter just because yeah. it was early. Yeah. Because if the Bears play with a lead, this whole thing could have been different. Yeah. Yeah. It's talking about wind out of their sails. A lot of it. A lot of it. Momentum is a, a fickle thing, but it's real. Yes, these players, these coaches, it could be real. The the emotions of it. And that seemed to really sour the Bears' sideline. And look, you need to overcome things like that. Crap happens all the time in football games. It does. Crap happens. But that's a, like, but that's not like a. Crap happens. But that's <laughs> like officiating crap is worse than other crap. There, there's a drop pass. Right, even like Patterson's inability to get his two feet in, right? Like, and he did not get two feet in. And he should have. Uh, was it on the fourth and sixth, mm-hmm. third and sixth, whatever it was, uh, on the far corner sideline from where we were you seated? Like, that's crap. Get your two feet in. But officiating crap is the worst kind of crap I think in the NFL, NFL game right now. I might need uh, one of our listeners to tally up <laughs> how many times you just said the word crap and tweet that at it's me. It's crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, you know what it, that it was, and the, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk this off season again about the officiating. There was I know a report out in the last week or so that Al Riveron's job is going to be under review. I mean, the guy should have been the guy should have been let go two years ago. So I don't I don't really try. I it seems like a no-brainer, but I thought it was a no-brainer two years ago and again last year. I'm trying to eat pizza here and do a podcast. Yeah, by the, the way, it's time. incredibly <laughs> obvious that you're eating at the same time. <laughs> I'm starving for some reason. Um, I almost choked there on your L. Riveron's jobs on your review. But like, I- I'm laughing. Like, who's reviewing this? Like, yeah. it's his job. He's reviewing plays, <laughs> and he doesn't get it right. Yeah. Like, who's reviewing this? Yeah. You know, the owners? You know. Oh, yeah. and, and by the way, this specific play had nothing to do with Al Riveron. But hello, I'm Al Riveron. But yes, but like, yeah. the, where's the accountability? Like, is he not yelling at these guys? Or is, do do they get yelled at? I know there's a, a process that's involved in in some accountability measures, but. It's just bad. It's bad officiating, man. It's crap officiating. It's crap. It's crap. All right. Um, so that was a big play early on in the game. Did not go the Bears' way. Another sequence of the game. I, I don't. The Bears just left their tackling abilities in the locker room at halftime. I, it was bizarre. But early on third quarter, Packers go down and score twice, and nobody can tackle anybody. Yeah. I think Prince and Mukamara got benched for a little bit because he came back. Right, so on that touchdown run by Aaron Jones, what was it, 21 yards? There's Prince Mukamara, your veteran cornerback, one on one out there. Make the tackle, make the tackle. Slid right off him, race past Eddie Jackson into the end zone. Not good. Off the check, good. I asked him after the game, and he said he didn't come back in after that play. Did he? Okay, okay. Oh, so full on benching. In I a mean, sense. it kind of seemed like it. Yeah, and he. He said it was kind of a plan for him to split time with Tolliver. They had a plan with that hamstring, but he also said the hamstring felt fine. Yeah. And he also wasn't surprised that Aaron Rodgers tested him on the first play of the game. By yeah, going yeah, I, I thought that too. Yeah. That was a good plan by them, and actually the ball was there and should have been caught by Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, that's something to watch in these last two weeks because Prince Mugamara, no guaranteed money next year. We kind of went into the season knowing there's a possibility it could be his last season. And that kind of seemed like the third instance this season where a guy has an injury, but he also gets benched too. Yeah. Like Kyle Long, like Adam Shaheen. 
Isn't that like be- it's, it's accountability? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I, people were calling for Mukamara's benching immediately after that play. Now here's the thing, and I remember tweeting this a few weeks ago. He's been really good open field tackler. Yeah. That was just a bad play. And I think we both tweeted at the time. Yeah. You have to make that tackle. Yes. You're unblocked. Attack the ball carrier. But it wasn't just him. They, nobody was tackling there for the first half no. of the third quarter. Well, the, the third quarter was extremely forgettable for the defense. I mean, it was 7-3 to three at halftime. And if that sequence and there... It was 21-3 in a flash. And the defense does deserve blame. Yes. A lot of this season, I've defended the defense. And they did a really good job. Like Even at halftime, I said, defense is doing their job. And then afterwards, they kept getting the ball back to the offense. But that third quarter still happened. Whoa, yeah, yeah. And it was a bad third quarter for the defense. Yeah, a bad offensive play is not a, an excuse for bad tackling. It's just not. I get that. The, the, like, Look, the quarterback's always going to get more scrutiny. Can the quarterback be better? Yes. But again, bad quarterback play is not an excuse for bad tackling. Yeah. Where was Cleo Mack? Did yeah, you look at the stats there? I, I think he recorded one tackle? one tackle the entire game. Yes, With he had Rogers a rush. slid at the end. Yes, yes. I think he had a rush on Rogers at the very end too. But what is going on there? Yeah, I, at some point, um, I'm going back to my pizza talk. Well, especially because Akeem Hicks, I thought was very active today. Like you noticed Akeem Hicks, and so if he's if he's doing all that in the middle. And Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack still aren't having an impact. There's no more excuse now. You can't just blame it on Akeem Hicks being out. Look, I love the way Nick Kukowski is playing. Are you good? Did you swallow? I think so. Hold on. I'll take a sip of water. <laughs> Jesus. This is unprofessional, but I'm starving. The last time this happened to me was Tim Jennings. We were doing our <laughs> radio show back in 2014. That's good. And he was at home eating Chipotle. <laughs> Well, that's like sloppy. This is just pizza. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, but it sounds the same on the radio. Okay. Well, I've been holding my mic away. <laughs> anyway, Kukakowski. Nick. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? You've been holding your mic away from what? I'm eating. The pizza's not making the noise. Your mouth is. <laughs> the mic's been far. Anyway, Nick Kukowski has played outstanding in. in in place of Danny Trevathan. Has he not? Yeah, another amazing play at the end there today. But he the should... Sack. That's great. Like, it was an outstanding play. Like, Aaron Jones is not going to like seeing that play on film. He got owned, run over, and your quarterback got sacked. You got sacked with your quarterback. Yeah. That's not good. He's not going to like seeing <laughs> that two, again. Two sacks on <laughs> two that sacks. play. But I'm sorry. Nick Wachowski should not be like your highlight reel. Yeah. He should not be. You have an all-pro in Eddie Jackson. You got an all-pro in Kyle Fuller. You got an all-pro in Akeem Hicks, and he was good. Actually, in the first game back, I want to give Akeem Hicks a lot of credit for gutting this one out. But you have one of the best defenders in the game in Khalil Mack. I don't care how many guys are sending at him. Let's find ways to get this going. You yeah. cannot have games like this, all important games like this, where Khalil Mack is held to one tackle on a give-up slide by Aaron Rodgers. You know, I've kind of speculated this a couple times this season. Uh, I still... Doesn't this just feel like one of those situations where when the season's over, you find out a guy's been playing hurt or something? Whatever. Because sometimes there's just <laughs> I know, no I get it. I get it. It's, it's like the hockey thing. Everybody guts out injuries. Yeah. But, like, he hasn't missed any practices. I know. I He's know. not showing up in the injury report for anything. I know. I oh. appreciate guys that gut things out. I know. In some, in some instances, like, the, the toughness of a key mix is commendable. 
But you're still on the on the field. You're the highest paid player on the team. You need more. Right, just alone on that. You, yes. You are taking that much of the salary cap, and you just got to produce. Yes. As simple as that. Yeah. Um, should we talk about that last play of the game? Okay. First of all, let's go back. Now, some people in the locker room won't like this. Okay. Yeah. Some tight ends did not like that, that this was part of the conversation after the game, but go on. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll let you bring that up. First of all, second to last play. You know, Riley Ridley's a little bit more aware. He could have maybe caught that ball. Yeah. And what turned out to be a Hail Mary on the second to last play. Yes. I mean, the ball gets tipped. It's right in front of you. I'm not saying it's an easy play. But he kind of seemed like almost surprised that he was even like there. Well, yes. Yeah. You know, it where in that spot, you got to be looking for a tip. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just wanted to make sure that didn't go unnoticed. All right. The play that was drawn up there at the end of the game. First of all, I know Nagy's going to get a ton of criticism for this one today, but that's a great play design. Well, I have no problem. Like, you want another Hail Mary? No, no, I'm saying it's a great play. Yes. I'm just giving him credit. Yeah, That's oh, all yeah, no, I like it. Like, I mean, oh, I, to come gets, up with something like that. If he gets criticized for that, like the, the Chiefs ran something like that a couple years ago with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. No, I'm saying he's just going to be criticized in general for this game, so I want to make sure he gets credit for that, okay. the, at least design of that play, because... It was that close to being, you know, put up there as like the, with the annexation of Puerto Rico, you know, as all time great place. Little Giants nothing, reference. nothing tops the yeah. annexation of Puerto Rico. This would have been the annexation of the Bear season or something. Yes, um, although you still need a two point conversion. But <laughs> well, right, and that's when they run the annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> but um, again, as we say often, easier to see from the press box sometimes. But as soon as Jesper Horstead got that ball, it was like. There's two guys right there. Give it to him. Pitch yeah, it yeah, one more time. Yeah, it's yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uncovered guys. Or, or Allen Robinson was uncovered. Anthony Miller's your lead blocker. So close. One more pitch, and the Bears are in the end zone. Now, you're right. I feel bad for Jesper Worsted in a sense because that, that's a tough spot to be in a guy who wasn't on the team at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But Yes. Well, so, okay. So, so close. So they practice that play, but there's really no way to Simulate predict it, yeah. how it's going to play out once you do it because defense is going to play differently like the whole thing and Mitch even mentioned Trubisky mentioned after the game that like they were already kind of scrambling at the point where Cohen pitched it back to him right it started with Cohen I think yes went back and, to, and back to Trubisky back yes. to Trubisky and that was already like kind of looked like all right that might just stop there but they kept going they kept going and um you know like Horstead said it, actually let's just do this Here's what Jesper Horstead said about the play after the game. I think you'll you'll understand. Yeah, I was moving quickly. I mean, I had my eyes on the inside where the ball was coming from, and I was focused if Mitch was going to give me that ball or the next guy outside whether I'd be running with it or blocking. Um, and when I got the ball, first thing I looked downfield, and I saw a little bit of daylight, but I knew that realistically I wasn't running that ball in from 10 or 15, wherever it was. So hoping to get a few steps. I knew I had a guy on the outside, you know, wanted to get out there in hindsight. Probably should have got there a little bit earlier, but um, it was moving quickly, and it was you know a little bit hard to see what exactly was going to the right when I was focused on, you know, straight ahead and left. It seemed like maybe you were trying to get it out there at the very end. That was, remember? absolutely, yeah. And my goal was always to get it out there because I think we had a better chance out there. I just, you know, held on to it a little bit too long. Too yeah. So the way that play is designed, you know that there's an option to, to your right there. It's really different every single time. You just know that you don't want to be the one that goes down with the ball. Um, and so I should have pitched it a little bit earlier, yes, but, uh, you know, it's just the way it goes. i got to get it out next time. So basically, Jesper Horstead's 
admitting, yeah, in hindsight, should have pitched the ball. That's what I'm supposed to do in the play. And he knows the guy's over there. But it's yeah, it's he knows he has a guy there, but it's a little bit tougher to execute when you're in of the course. moment on yes. the field of when course. the play is happening so much faster. And the thing, I think the reason for that is because you don't want to just pitch it to pitch it because what if he's standing there and there's nobody in front of him? Yeah. Then you run it in. So you do have to look to run first, but he obviously just held on the ball too long. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, that would have been an all-timer if the Bears somehow yeah. won the game. Yeah. That, I mean, this would have been a game a game and a play remembered forever. Right, right. Now, now some players in the locker room near Jesper Horsebed were, were mocking the line of questioning of why this was, I guess, important. I think if they see the replay again yeah, and see exactly how close... Because from our vantage point in the press box, we're looking straight down at Horst to get the ball, and we all see where we are. Allen Robinson is open. So the Bears' sideline has no idea how close they were to scoring. I, I don't think they even realized in the locker room how close it was. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that whole thing where some of the players around him were, I guess, voicing their disapproval of the, the, the topic of conversation. The questions weren't like, why didn't you pitch the ball? It's like, you know, what was going on? Yeah, did you practice that play? Where I mean, how much do you practice that play? Yeah. Were you where you're supposed to be? Do you know by design there's supposed to be somebody out there? We don't know all those things until we go in yes, there. Yes, and here's the thing. If it worked, of course he's going to be talked to. And just like... You know, since it failed and it got so close from all the Chicago media, from where we were sitting in the press box, looking straight down, like my seat was on like the 10-yard line. Yeah. Clear vantage point of that play unfolding. I was crazily impressed that that got so close. You never see it get that close. Ever. That's that's what I'm talking about. But just in terms of the, the comments, this all goes back to the Trubisky naggy dynamic and really naggy's ability to keep this positive which he which he said in this post game press conference is needs to keep this positive who naggy naggy yeah. yes um yeah you're right so all right so there's uh Horstead uh speaking of naggy let's play him for you uh after this game we like to play Nagy. And, and can we say something? The Vikings are up now 39-10. to 10. Yeah. So this Bears season is oh, over. Congrats to Hawk Carrollson for getting the fourth frick. Oh, but here's Matt Nagy after the game. You know, obviously not the outcome that we wanted. Uh, wanted to uh, come here and, and uh, play four quarters. You know, I thought that uh, um, the way that our guys fought back there at the end to give us a chance to win uh, is, is good, but obviously the outcome's not good. So um, got to pick up the pieces and, and uh, get better. Yeah, I think early on, um, probably just we weren't really able to get the run game going early on. Um, and, and so, you know, that, that's a, a little bit of a part of it, but there's other things too. And um, but then all that said, to go in at seven to three, um, every game is a little bit different. And we knew, you know, we wanted to come out in the second half and and uh, and stop them and get the ball back. And so they they got a couple touchdowns, went up twenty one to three, and that's where I think that uh, you know for for us for for the guys to not just give up and turn it into a forty to three game to fight back there at the end and have a chance those final two plays to maybe make something happen, um, but it didn't. So how would you assess the pass? 
the pass pro. Um, it, it, you throw that many times there at the end of the game when they know you're throwing. That's hard. And so early on, there was a couple uh, guys that got beat one on one, and so we had a, we had a sack. Uh, but I have to go back and watch. You know, it's hard. It's hard to without seeing it. Again, I, I got to watch it. it. It's it's uh, all I'd be going by is just numbers and you know the interception at the end of the half uh, when we're just trying to you know have a chance that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I thought that um, there was times where he used his legs. He extended plays. He made some made some good throws on the run. Um, then there's a, th- a few that he missed as well. Uh, when you throw the ball that many times, that's normal. That's going to happen. Uh, so I think all in all, really big picture is um, you know we don't get the win. Uh, we could have played better in really all three phases, and I could you could point to a lot of different things. And but I'm going to stay positive with our guys because I appreciate their fight. Matt, take us through that final play. Is there a certain way or certain uh, uh, idea that you hope you, that can develop for touchdown? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we uh, we practice at a lot of different plays situationally for a lot of different um, scenarios that could happen, uh, and that's one that that we practice for that for that deal. And you saw, I mean, the guys uh, the guys almost made it happen. Is, I mean, it's it's close. It could have happened there, that final play, even the one before that as well. So to at least move the ball down with 36 seconds to go, down to a point to where you have a chance, um, it, it, you know, really, I'm glad they did that. What did they do to um, prevent Nick from running like he did last week? you see anything that they did to... There's uh, there's some things there's some things I'm not you know we, we we know what some of that is and that that's just again week to week how that goes every team's a little bit different schematically as to what they do uh, and then some of it's just by um, you know for for certain things they want to try to take away we got to we got to find how to you know counterattack that and so uh, not every week is going to be like last week running the football that's just you know that's uh, just how it goes. Man, you talked about Coach Pettin a bunch of yeah. Come out of two games with one touchdown score against yeah. Sure. No, I mean, we, we want to, we want to do better. Um, and so you got to be able to score touchdowns, you know, um, and, and that's pretty much, uh, you know, for us, just common sense. We want to be better there. For a second year, that's tackled really well all season. Were you surprised to see a couple big misses on those two touchdown runs out of the Yeah, there was, a, there were a few um, that I think you go back and you see that you, that I know those guys will want back, but none of it's ever because of lack of effort. There, there was, um, you know, Kyle uh, Fuller, the play before that, you know, they had that nice little pass over the middle and he kind of lost his footing a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I know our guys will go back and say, you know, they could have made this tackle or that tackle. Yeah, there was such a, a struggle early in the season for the offense. Yeah. It's a month or so. How close has that been to what you Just overall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, been, it's been a lot better. Um, you know, like we said last week, you know, we're really feeling a good identity. Um, I, I don't, I by no means feel like it's just all the sudden just evaporated after today um, I don't feel that way uh, it's just sometimes it's, it's different um, ways that you got to try to win and move the football and and um, you know but but uh, today it happened to be because of the score there in the second half we had to throw more that was your vantage point of the buff punt that was penalized did you get an explanation on that I, I didn't get a uh, you know other than the, the the decision that they made so I, I had to go back and watch it and see I know it was close I know that uh, from you know what I'm being told so um, you know that's a situation there in that part of the game where it can be a, a momentum deal. But it's uh, there was I thought there was a lot of those types of plays today, un- kind of uncommon um, for that many plays to be a game of inches. There was a bunch of those today. Imagine if the playoffs don't happen, mm-hmm. given how you guys played here lately. 
hard games. Yeah. It's not disappointing, would it be, knowing that there were opportunities earlier in the year. Sure. You guys could have capitalized on and not put yourself in this position right now. Yeah. For teams to win. Right. Again, and, and who knows, um, who knows, but like you're saying, what, going off of that, I, I know that uh, our guys, our players, our coaches, our organization, uh, we're, we're, we're disappointed in, in, uh, if that was the case, but um, and, and hopefully all of us learn from a lot of different um, experiences, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I know one thing, our guys will continue to, to fight, they'll play hard, we'll coach hard, do everything that we can to control again what we can do, and that's you know playing next week. Akeem went to the injury ten multiple times, looked to be in pain throughout the game. What do you see of him playing through that? Yeah, it just speaks to who he is, his toughness. You know, he aggravated a few times in the middle of the game, and you're never sure really what happens, but um, you know, for him to fight back like that and, and be back out there as a warrior with his team, we appreciate that. The offensive issues are interconnected, so many positions affected the others and all that. What challenges does that create for the solution finding process? Right. Uh, just just for us as coaches is to make sure that we're doing everything we can to um, make sure that they can execute as best as they can. Um, and, and every game that you go into for, for every team in the NFL, schematically and execution-wise, you're going to have uh, games be different. And so we'll go back, we'll watch the tape, we'll see where the mistakes were, um, and, and, and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll make sure that we do everything we can to, to, to fix it. All in the interception that they're D-line, not the one Yeah, back. yeah. Um, do you know what was supposed to happen there? What ended up there? Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't want that to happen, but the kid, 94, made a good play. He jumped up and batted it and it made a great catch. That's just one of those deals right there where, I mean, because uh, uh, Rashad did a great job of protection. You know, he's there, he's lot, latching onto him, and those defensive linemen are taught if you can't get to the quarterback, you know, try to tip the ball. And that's what happened and just happened to be unfortunate for us. But then, again, I'll go back to that happens. And then we end up get our defense gets a sack and pushes them out of field goal range where that could have been that could have been almost it, you know. So that was just, that was a tough break. And there's play at the end of the third quarter where Pat was Yeah, it, yeah. And it looked like it could have been a challenge. I mean, I'm just curious what your debate was. Yeah, no, I know it was. Uh, it, it, I know it was again super close game of inches and um, very definitive uh, right away when it happened from from the official that he you know even said the foot he said his left foot was was out, but then we went to the to the break and you know upstairs they're they're looking at it and um and then you know it, it was pretty evident that at that point in time that that's tough too because that's a you know that's a that's a big play but there's that balance of losing a challenge losing the timeout when it, you know every possession matters so um you know that was hard when you guys came in with all these expectations that came into the season yeah as far as building off last year's some play on the offense but overall uh has it been a learning experience for your team seeing that it wasn't uh, maybe as easy or it was harder than expected? I, I think so. I think for sure. Um, every year is different. Every year is different, and um, they're they're never. Um, you know, last year for us was a was a really good year for us in a lot of different ways, um, and that was our only year together with with me here. And so now this year, uh, it it has had its challenges in, in certain ways. But I said last week it's made us uh, mentally calloused, and so um, that no one cares about that. But that's what it does. And 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 the results uh, we we want to be better. Uh, we want to do everything we can. But none of it's for lack of effort and and that's that's the part that i that i appreciate we just got to get back to the grind and do everything we can to to change that and so that we can get more wins all right so some messaging there that you're not too surprised about just Nagy giving him, him team, his team credit for not quitting which they did battle back but um 
little too little too late there, Pizza Boy. And <laughs> you're boy Nagy. Yeah, well Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> Jesus. Couple last thoughts for you here. The I don't know what happened to the field here at Lambeau, but it sucks. Like this has always been we come here and we're like, how does Green Bay have so much such better field conditions than Soldier Field? Yeah. Like how if they can do it up here, how come they can't do it in Chicago? And they have like this synthetic half synthetic real grass. Well, for starters, I, w- I would trust whoever manages this field over <laughs> Chicago Park yeah. District. But so last week, I'm watching the Packers game with my brother-in-law, who's a Packer fan. This was the Sunday we had off last week, and we're watching the game. And I'm like, I made it kind of like, man, a lot of guys are slipping. And he's like, yeah, for some reason this year it's been happening in every game. So that was his observation. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So I, I was kind of a, something I was looking for going into today. And then there were guys slipping all over the place yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And then, you know, Kyle Fuller, Tariq Cohen. I didn't. I'm not making too big of a deal out of it. It was both ways, but. It was just surprising to see a little bit. And then Aaron Rodgers kind of came out and, boy. Robbie Gold style. The, the grounds yeah. crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel bad for a little yeah, bit because yeah. Aaron Rodgers is out there roasting you. I, I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm pretty sure I heard the phrase, like some parts of the field were sla- like slabs of concrete. Yeah, that's what he said. Now, I'm sure it has to do with the, you know, the minus three degrees wind chill that was out there. But, yes, you saw a lot of slipping and sliding. Uh, I thought I saw more bear slipping than Packers. Well, they he, should be used to it. But and Rodgers yes. did say that it, w- it helped equalize the pass rush. Yes. That the, you know, to the, the um, you know, because it, it, it affects the defense more than the offense usually. Specifically, because when you're you're uh, you're a pass rusher, think about it like tires spinning on ice in a car. I mean, that's what it's kind of like. It's hard to get going upfield. So, but I don't know. The Packers didn't seem to have much problem with it. No, on their no, side. I, I can't actually uh, tell you when I saw a Packers slip. Well, I, I can't. Go- uh, the one catch Allen Robinson had down the sideline. I think it was Kevin King just sort oh, of fell. Oh, Robinson also pushed him a little yeah, bit I too. So. so there was some yeah. some movement there. Also, like I thought in that play, like come on, man, stay in bounds. Yeah, you said that when it happened. Like that's a touchdown. I get that certain things throw your momentum and, and your progress off a bit, but that's it's one of those opportunities where just oh, for the Bears, so close. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing I have. Two things. One, I just want to give Akeem Hicks credit. Guys, clearly was not 100%. No. Looked like he re-injured that elbow twice. I don't know what they're doing when he goes in there in the medical tent. He described it like two bones colliding. Oh. Which I can sort of relate to because when I had my knee injury in the spring, that's exactly what happened. I had a bone contusion where, like, the top bone hit the bottom bone, and it is so painful. Yeah. Um, But he was, like, angry out there. He like was he, playing possessed. Yes, today. He, he's their emotional leader, uh, without question, uh, on that defense. I, you know what? Vikings are up this big. I would not be surprised if they shut down him and officially shut down Danny Trevathan now. Yeah. Like, it's over. There's some finality to this. Get your guys right. I don't, we don't know if Trevathan's coming back, but Akeem Hicks is coming back. Yeah. He's too valuable to risk over these next two games. Shut him down for the rest of the year. And Akeem was asked about that after the game. He just said, I love. Football. I love playing football. Yeah, so I'm I, sure I'm Bears sure. fans love watching them, but 
Next year might mean a little bit more now. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to mess with that. And if there's any chance that he can get out there in the off-season program, you don't want – you know, even – yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. If they're eliminated, um, I think you got to make that move. Same thing with Danny Trevathan. Uh, who else? There's a few guys. Maybe Taylor Gabriel with his second concussion of the season. He's still – you know, not practicing. Shut him down. Seen yeah, him. Anthony Miller got dinged up today. It, it looked, looked like, like it looked like he hurt thing. his shoulder again. Did it yeah. not? And that's I think the second time that's happened this season. Yeah. I wonder if that thing wasn't repaired, fully correctly. repaired, or that's not good. Or or he just, or a, he just injured it again. That's just how it's going to yeah. be. So, um, yep, that's part of the conversation here. You get eliminated, you might have to shut some guys down here. But I also say. Um, I wonder how much this is. So I I know they're out of the playoffs. But it still feels like a big game. Sunday night football. Well, it's Nagy versus Reed. Nagy versus Trubisky Reed versus Mahomes. And you know all these guys are playing for pride. Yes. I mean, you know I, Trubisky is absolutely. But he is so short-handed right now. If if Anthony Miller happens not to play, Hakeem Hicks is off on the defensive side. Like the things are so tilted. Forget the physical gifts and the experience and what the numbers say. Like, did you see Travis Kelsey did today? Like, 11 catches, 100 something yards. They need a tight end yeah. so bad. Yeah. Bears tight ends, one catch, a minus one yard. It's bad. Um, and just got to point it out Mad Nagy, one and three against the Packers now. That matters. When you're the head coach of the Bears, that matters. That record matters. And it's just updating it. He's been excellent against the rest of the division, by the way. I think he's he was two and zero against the Vikings. He's three and zero against the Vikings, and he's has not, has not lost against the Lions. Four and zero against the Lions, so he's doing well there. Has a chance to finish up against the Vikings, still get that win. They could be sitting their starters by then. Yeah, depends if they're still playing for the division or not. Big game next week between Packers and Vikings. Uh, I'm actually going to be there. It sounds like as a fan. Yeah, because so that'll be fun. All right. We're out of here. Tough one. Uh, tough season for the Bears. I, I get it. Um, we're not going anywhere, though. Still two games to go. Still f- feels like a significant game this week. Still matters for Trubisky. Um, the window is not shut on being competitive. That's why these last two games do matter, in my opinion, in how you enter this offseason, decisions that need to be made with certain players. So there's still going to be plenty to talk about, and we will be there to talk about it. Talk to you on Tuesday on The Athletic, and then later on the week, we will preview Bears Chiefs going into the weekend. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. WGNRadio.com slash Bears is where you can read me. The Athletic is where you can read Adam Johns. Please rate and review the podcast. That voicemail line's open. It's going to be hot. Can't wait to hear those later in the week. A lot of crap officiating to talk about. You should just call. You should call on the voicemail line and complain about the officiating. Say crap, 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 crap. And this sets the Guinness Book of World Records for most times the word crap has been used in a podcast. <laughs> Talk to you later in the week. See ya. Cram it up your cram hole, Lord. <laughs>